Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Good morning. Blue skies ahead. Jeff Bezos and his Blue Origin rocket crew blast off into space history. We're there live with their journey into the heavens and return to Earth. Lesson learned, students and teachers being told to mask up when they return to the classroom. Masking will be an important strategy to help protect our children. This as COVID cases climb nationwide with one health official in the South warning a fourth wave is already here. Olympic hurdles with the opening ceremony fast approaching. Another member of Team USA sidelined by COVID. This just one day after the virus rocked the women's gymnastics team. Savannah is live in Tokyo with the very latest. Spilling the tea in a stunning move, Prince Harry ready to write a tell-all about his life as a royal. We're live in London with reaction and what Buckingham Palace is saying about it. All that, plus remembering Wrangler, a look back at the life and impact of our very first puppy with a purpose. Today, Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie. From Tokyo, Japan, and Hoda Kotb. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey guys, welcome to today. So happy that you are joining us on this Tuesday morning. Craig is here with me, and we have got a lot happening around the world and beyond, yeah. including Tokyo, where the Summer Olympics, by the way, just three days away. Savannah is there live. We are learning now about another member of Team USA who won't be able to compete, Savannah. That's right, a different sport, not gymnastics. We'll tell you about that. We'll also talk to former Olympic champion Nastia Lukin, who's been in touch with the USA Gymnastics team about the impact and what's expected in the days ahead now. We'll be live in Tokyo just ahead. Right, we'll come back to in just a few moments. Meanwhile, back here in the United States, they are calling it a fourth wave in parts of the South, where the Delta variant is running rampant now. What it means as the mask debate rages on, NBC's Gabe Gutierrez is in Hard hit Louisiana. Dr. John Torres is in Tokyo with the very latest on that. But we begin in West Texas, where the world's richest man just made history. Jeff Bezos and three others blasted off aboard the Blue Origin rocket. Bezos follows fellow billionaire Richard Branson, who took off nine days ago from New Mexico. NBC's Tom Costello's at the launch site this morning. Hey, Tom, good morning. Hey, Tom. Sorry, you're holding. Good morning to you. Listen, this all happened at about 6:10 or so a.m. Pacific time. What an incredible morning! A great success for everybody involved. Let's walk you through how this went down. We begin with liftoff right off of the pad with the Blue Origin rocket and 110,000 pounds of thrust pulling the entire capsule up into the other upper atmosphere, and then we had separation where the capsule broke away from the rocket on its way to a very low position in space, 62 miles up. And then a beautiful 
breakaway after about three to four minutes of weightlessness and the capsule coming back down, parachuting back down to Earth. All in all, a picture perfect flight. This morning, liftoff for Jeff Bezos and his three fellow passengers, successfully finishing the first passenger test flight for Bezos' space company, Blue Origin. Go, Jeff, go, Mark, go, Wally, go, Oliver. You are going to space. On board, 57-year-old Bezos, his brother Mark, 18-year-old Oliver Damon of the Netherlands, and 82-year-old veteran pilot Wally Funk. On Monday, all four talked to Hoda. People who say they go into space, that they come back changed. Astronauts always talk about that. So I can't wait to see what it's going to do to me. You're going to be up in space for 11 minutes. Describe how you see that in your mind's eye. Not having to, to touch or, or grab something, I can just float to it and, <laughs> and do my turns and do my rolls. And that's what I love to do. Two, one. Already, Blue Origin has flown 15 unmanned test flights. Today's mission meant to prove the space capsule is safe to carry paying passengers 62 miles high for three to four minutes of weightlessness, equipped with an emergency abort option as the rocket climbs, and three parachutes rather than just one as the spaceship returns to Earth. We set it out to design it for non-professional astronauts with just a little training that, and, and have them not take substantial risk. So I would put my own kids on this vehicle. You would. You feel that safe, that confident in the safety. I do, and so does Jeff Bezos. And Blue Origin has been a godsend to nearby Van Horn, Texas. Well, everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> so I think it's neat that Jeff Bezos brought it to Texas, and I think it's neat that he brought it to our economy. Founded in the age of the stagecoach, Van Horn hugs I-10, its population hovering below 2,000. With Blue Origin, Van Horn is back in the crossroads of history. And touchdown. Welcome back, New Shepherd's first human crew. Yeah, a very, very successful landing here in West Texas. Let's go back to those moments, though, as we saw the, the capsule parachuting back down to Earth, slowing from going about Mach 3 down to about 16 miles per hour as it descended under those three parachutes down to a very soft landing in the West Texas desert. They have a retro rocket firing to really even cushion that landing and even more. Touchdown. And then just well, a few minutes ago, perfect touchdown. Then just a few minutes ago, all of the crew members came out of that capsule, including, of course, Jeff Bezos and his brother Mark and 82-year-old Wally Funk, that veteran of pilot who was part of the first Mercury 13 astronaut corps but never was able to fly because he's a woman and then probably the luckiest teenager in the world the Dutchman by the name of Oliver Damon all of them happy to be back on the earth hold it back to you fascinating 11 minutes all right Tom thank you so much we'll see you in a bit and now to the fight against the coronavirus with the Delta variant spreading wildly throughout parts of this country and a new call for kids to mask up. The American Academy of Pediatrics says all students should wear masks in school, even if they've been vaccinated. NBC's Gabe Gutierrez is following this one for us from Lafayette, Louisiana. Gabe, good morning. Greg, good morning. Hospitalizations in this state have doubled over the last two weeks. And here in Lafayette, this hospital and others are seeing younger patients. And now a new warning for parents just weeks before the start of the new school year. 
With rising cases and mounting warnings, a different kind of heartbreak. When we're having to go in and talk with families that have children now, and having to deal with this situation for our 30 and 40 year old population, that becomes particularly gut-wrenching. Louisiana is seeing a potential fourth wave, the most COVID hospitalizations here since mid-February. Just 22% of 18 to 29 year olds in the state are fully vaccinated. And now even more precautions for children this fall. The American Academy of Pediatrics is recommending that everyone older than age two wear masks regardless of vaccination status. The U.S. Surgeon General telling Lester. And as a dad who's got young kids who are three and four who are going to be in school who don't have the ability to get vaccinated yet, masking will be an important strategy to help protect our children. This guidance is coming just as children now make up nearly 16% of COVID cases, with more than 23,000 pediatric COVID cases just last week. At this hospital in Jacksonville, Florida, cases rose by more than 40% in just one day, breaking its previous record back in January. It was just insane to go from having one COVID patient to having all COVID patients again. Hospitalized since Saturday, 65-year-old Deborah Wells says she feared the vaccine. Did you get vaccinated? No. We spoke with her by phone through a window. Why didn't you get vaccinated, ma'am? I was scared. Do you regret not getting vaccinated a little sooner? I, I regret it. Yes, I do. I felt like I was dying. I couldn't do nothing for myself. I would wish it on my worst enemy. It's horrible. My goodness. Uh, cautionary tale there. Gabe, I mean, as hospitalizations are rising, cases are rising around the country, it's even starting to have an impact on the economy and stock market as well, apparently. What's the latest on that? Yeah, Craig, you may have noticed a hit to your 401k. The Dow dropped more than 700 points on Monday after a strong first half of the year. But now tourism stocks like Hotels and airlines went down, and so-called stay-at-home stocks like Clorox and Peloton were up significantly, much like they were during the start of the pandemic. Craig? Good, good task force there in Louisiana. Gabe, thank you. All right, let's head now to Japan, where the opening ceremony of these Summer Olympics, now just three days away, the U.S. women's gymnastics facing early adversity with the news that an alternate tested positive for COVID, and now we need another athlete on Team USA who will not be able to compete. Savannah's following all of it from Tokyo. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Hi, guys. Good morning. There's still a lot of excitement here about the approaching games. The athletes are arriving. There's the last-minute rush to prepare. But the usual anticipation is being overshadowed by COVID. And already, some of those who've worked for years to get to this point are out of the competition. Just three days before the Tokyo Games officially open, the pandemic is putting some of Team USA's Olympic dreams on hold. 18-year-old Kara Aker, an alternate on the women's gymnastics team, is now quarantining in a Tokyo hotel after testing positive for COVID. So far, she's asymptomatic, her parents trying to keep their daughter's spirits up from afar. Even as an alternate, there's always hope that, uh, you know, you might be a, get a chance to compete. So that keeps you going, it keeps you motivated, but now that this results has come back, the, that hope is gone. You just feel totally helpless to, to do anything except try to keep her spirits up and, yeah. you know, hug the heck out of her when she gets back. 
Kara was fully vaccinated before she left for Tokyo. We really went out of our way to do everything we're supposed to do to follow the protocols. NBC affiliate KSHB confirming her fellow alternate Leanne Wong is also in isolation, though she's tested negative. The station caught up with both of them at the airport on their way to Tokyo. We'll be like close by just in case something happens and we'll be able to just transfer right into there really fast. The alternates and the main competitors like Simone Biles had been practicing at the same facility here in Japan, but the alternates lined up, warmed up and trained in separate areas. The USOPC also confirming to NBC News that Simone was not in isolation or impacted by the positive case on the USA Gymnastics team. There's not much that hopefully can stand in her way of an all around title. Um, and we certainly don't want it to be COVID-19. So we'll continue to try to take these precautions, make sure not just Simone, but the entire team and replacement athletes are safe. USAG decided not to stay in the Olympic Village, instead opting for a hotel in Tokyo, where the gymnasts are now in individual rooms. USA Gymnastics says coaches have been wearing masks at all times, and the athletes have socially distanced when possible. Members of the main team do appear to have been together without masks in Tokyo, according to social media. Back home in the U.S., a heartbroken Katie Lou Samuelson announcing she will miss the games, too, after getting sick with COVID-19. The WNBA star says she was fully vaccinated and took every precaution. And on the men's side, USA Basketball announcing Zach Levine, the Chicago Bulls star, has been placed under COVID protocols, too. We want to bring in NBC medical correspondent Dr. John Torres and also 2008 Olympic gold medal champion Nastia Lukin, who is an analyst for us here at NBC Sports. It's good to see both of you. Nastia, let me start with you. Have you been in touch with any members of the gymnastics team here in Tokyo? How are they handling this? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously such a tough situation. I actually got a chance to talk to Simone last night and, you know, she's in really good spirits. And, and I think the thing that really helps Team USA is actually her being that veteran, being the leader each and every single time she's gone out on the competition floor, she has had to overcome different obstacles. And so not that anyone's ever been in this situation, but she really is helping lead those other girls. Well, you have been an Olympic champion. You've been in the Olympic uh, bubble, so to speak, obviously not in a pandemic, but how much interaction would you have expected these gymnasts and the alternates to have had? Well, I think every single Olympics, it's it's different, you know, and we don't know what to expect before you make that Olympic team. So I do know that they were training in the same facility here, although they were not in the same rotations. They were not training on the same events. So they they took all the right precautions and, and got tested, obviously, after. But it's it's Were they scary. sharing hotel rooms initially or they've always had no, separate no, no, rooms? No, they've always been separate. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. John, I mean, first of all, Kara Aker, the alternate who, who tested positive, her parents say she was vaccinated. We know there can be breakthrough cases, but there are such strict protocols here. The mask, the social distancing, all of these things. Are you surprised so many athletes and staffers, people connected to the Olympics, are testing positive? Savannah, not surprised at all because most of these probably caught it with, before they even got here into the country. And as you know, going through the airport, we do multiple testings. They check a bunch of paperwork that we've done before, and then they test you while you're here. But you have to remember, there's a 14-day incubation period, so a 14-day quarantine period that you have to go through. So the test is just a snapshot in time. That day, you're negative, but you could be positive the next day, something you caught 10 days earlier. And so more than likely, that's what happened. Do you think that the Olympic organizers should have or could have required vaccination? You know, in a perfect world, in a perfect public health world, 
that would be wonderful to have everybody vaccinated. But we know the way the world works right now. And in the U.S., we have plenty of vaccine. We have way more vaccine than people want right now at this point. But in other parts of the world, they are wanting vaccine. They don't have it. So it'd be unfair to get the, to punish those nations that don't have the vaccine and let nations like ours come through with it. So, again, in a perfect world, yes. But in this world, I think they're doing a great job. Nasty, if you were on this team, what would you be doing to try to keep focus, keep your eyes on the competition? Well, you know, I think that's exactly what you have to do. And that's as a professional athlete, that's kind of what you're taught is no matter what is going on around you, no fans, no families. And now dealing with this, you really have to focus on yourself and focus on your performance. And and let's also like remember we're at the Olympics yes. and trying to be excited and representing Team USA. So we're, we're obviously crossing our fingers and, and rooting for them. Well, talking to the athletes, they are excited. This is their moment. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here. We appreciate it. And of course, you can see all of the Olympic action right here on NBC, the networks of NBC, Peacock streaming as well. It starts with the opening ceremony this Friday at this very time, Hoda and Craig. It'll be happening. So we'll see you in just a few. Yeah. So, so you know, that was great. So important, too, at the end, like you guys said, to focus on the joy, man. These yes. are athletes who are competing. It's really cool. Uh, we appreciate that. We're going to check back in a little bit. 716 mm -hmm. right now, though, feels like a good time to say hello to Mr. Roker. Okie dokie. Well, we're much of the action is focused here in the east where we are looking at a decent amount of rain, especially down through the Gulf where we've got a stationary front causing big problems. We've also got a cold front that's going to be dipping down to the south through Canada on into the northeast. We've got a risk of some severe weather from Buffalo to Vermont, isolated winds, uh, isolated hail, some damaging winds, a low tornado risk. Tomorrow, it's from Bangor all the way down to Atlantic City for a low tornado threat, but some strong winds and heavy rain today. Strong storms through New York State, the upstate New York, New York area. Down through the south, we've got a slow-moving front that's going to bring a lot of rain down there. This system to the north continues to push down. We're going to be watching scattered storms from Texas to Florida. The heaviest rain is going to be stretching from Brownsville all the way down to Tampa. Locally, we could be seeing up to three inches of rain. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, now thanks. Coming up, Prince Harry tells all again the Duke of Sussex now writing a memoir about his life as a royal what he says to expect and how the royal family's reacting. And then after that, the new summer shortage. We're talking about rental cars now. They're getting more expensive. If you can even find one, our Vicky Wynn has some helpful tips to make sure your next trip doesn't hit a big speed bump. But first, this is today on NBC. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We are back now, 7.30 on a Tuesday morning, July 20th, 2021. Yeah, here's a live look at Buckingham Palace. All the talk is all about Prince Harry. He just announced plans to write a revealing memoir about his life as a royal. And coming up, we are actually going to head to London for reaction, and I bet it will be some strong reaction. Oh, lots that. of reaction yeah. over the pond. We'll do that yeah. in just a few moments. But first, your 7.30 headlines. A Florida man who was seen carrying a large red Trump flag on the floor of the U.S. Senate during the Capitol riot was sentenced Monday to eight months in prison. Paul Allard Hodgkins pled guilty back in June to a single count of 
obstructing an official proceeding. This is the first felony sentence from the January 6th insurrection. Six people were hospitalized yesterday after a home explosion in Plano, Texas. The home completely leveled. Debris was scattered for hundreds of feet. People living up to a mile away say the blast rattled their homes too. There's no word this morning on the extent of the injuries and the cause of that explosion still under investigation. Canada is going to be allowing fully vaccinated Americans to enter that country beginning early next month. The U.S. citizens who have been fully vaccinated for at least 14 days may cross the border starting on August 9th. Children under 12 who are not vaccinated will also be allowed to enter Canada as long as they are accompanied by a fully vaccinated parent or guardian. Officials warn, though, that borders could close again at any moment if conditions take a turn for the worse. Also this morning, Prince Harry back in the spotlight announcing the release of his very first memoir, which will cover everything from his royal upbringing to his marriage to Meghan Markle. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer joins us here at the table with details. Hey, Joe, morning. Hey there, good morning. So Prince Harry says that he's excited to share with readers the lessons he has learned throughout his life in a memoir that he promises will be accurate and wholly truthful. The forthcoming book is just the latest example of Harry revealing new personal details about his life. Prince Harry is ready to peel back the royal curtain even further, inking a deal to write a candid new memoir about his life in the public eye. The upcoming book, described by the publisher as intimate and heartfelt, will serve as a definitive account of his experiences, from his coming of age as a royal to his role as husband and now father of two. The Duke of Sussex shared in a statement, I'm writing this not as the prince I was born, but as the man I have become adding that his story will include the highs and lows, the mistakes, the lessons learned. The memoir is just the latest example of Harry and Meghan opening up publicly about their private lives after stepping back as senior royals and moving to California, partly to escape the growing UK media attention, something they discussed with Oprah Winfrey during that explosive interview in March. I asked for calm from the British tabloids once as a boyfriend once as a husband, and then once as a father. So I want clarity. Was the move about getting away from the UK press, because the press, is, you know, is everywhere, mm. or was the move because you weren't getting enough support from the firm? It was both. Since they left the UK, both Harry and Meghan have been busier than ever building their media empire, pursuing multiple projects, including partnerships with Netflix and Spotify, Meghan's children's book, and Harry's new Apple TV Plus docuseries with Oprah on mental health. So 28 to probably 32 was a nightmare time in my life. Harry has only made two trips back home since moving stateside, including an appearance earlier this month with Prince William to unveil a statue for their mother, Princess Diana. Now with a memoir about his life on the way, Harry is ready to reveal even more of his own story on his own terms. Now, a spokesperson for the Duke says, well, he would not be expected to have to obtain permission from the palace for a project like this. He did speak with them privately about it. The book is supposed to come out later next year with proceeds going to charity. Okay. All right, uh, Joe Fryer. Joe, thank you. Uh, Daisy McAndrew is an NBC Royals commentator and a journalist. Daisy, it's good to see you. Boy, talking about your family in an interview is one thing. Writing it down in a book that will be will will be around forever is definitely another thing. So, from what you know, how did the royal family react to the fact that this is going to be written in a book? 
Well, the assumption here is that actually they were completely flabbergasted. And Joe, I know, just uh, told you that uh, Prince Harry had spoken privately to the royal family. My understanding is that that happened last night, that he did a last-minute scramble to get hold of them to warn them that this news wow. was being uh, issued by the publishers. Um, and certainly insiders here are saying they're completely flummoxed by it, obviously very, very concerned. Um, and and are just wondering what's next. Of course, many people saying he went to the United States of America to preserve his privacy, to move away from the royal family, but ever since then seems to have done quite the reverse, constantly talking about uh, the royal family and the inner workings of it. Daisy, to, to that point, I mean, the sit-downs, the podcast, the docu-series, and now the book, our understanding, is just as you stated there, was part of the reason he, he left was to get some privacy. What's, what, what's the motivation here? Well, of course, many people are saying that the motivation is money. Again, as Joe said, it has been uh, said that the proceeds of this book are going to charity. But I've been trying to unpick that this morning because proceeds might mean royalties. It might not mean royalties. Mm. Proceeds might mean the advance. It might not mean the advance. Wow. The advance wow. is rumoured to be about $20 million, more than £14 million. Pounds. Now, obviously, we know that the royal family have talked about, or rather, Harry and Meghan have talked about the fact they have to pay their own bills now. They have to pay their security, that their lifestyle is very expensive. And so $20 million would go some way uh, to, to paying those bills. They might come out and clarify this. They might say that actually the advance and the royalties are going to charity. In the UK, you have to be very, very clear about which bits of what are going to charity. But I'm not sure the rules are quite the same in the States. So there are still some quite big question marks about that side, the financial side of this. Daisy, it's even hard to say the word reconciliation after this kind of news. But do you see any way that Prince Harry can get back into the fold of the royal family? Or is this it? Well, look, the glass half full people over here are saying maybe this book will lead to reconciliation. Maybe this book uh, will show that there is still a good relationship there and there is still love there. I'm afraid the glass half empty people are saying it really doesn't look like it, particularly the quotes that have already come out saying this is going to be, you know, truth, this is going to be accurate. And of course, after that, amazing Oprah interview a few months ago, the palace issued a statement saying, well, recollections differ. Mm. This to me looks like it's Prince Harry saying, well, this is my recollection and this is my truth. And if you don't agree with it, you know, then you can publicly say so. Of course, that Oprah interview got 100 million viewers. If even a fraction of that number bought this book, mm -hmm. it's, it could be even bigger than uh, President Obama's book, which to date, I think, is Random House's uh, biggest selling memoir. Wow. All right. Well, Daisy McAndrew, thank you so much for your insight. We appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, Daisy. Uh -huh. uh, when we come back, we will head back to Tokyo. We're going to check in with Savannah to find out what life is like on the ground there right now. We'll do that right after these messages. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
We're back now, 742. Our countdown to Tokyo. It's safe to say these Olympic Games are going to be unique, unlike any others. And of course, a lot of that is due to the pandemic, the new COVID cases at the Games. Savannah's right there in the middle of it. And we've been talking a little bit, SG, about the protocols. But how did it go down? How do you yeah. get tested along the way? Yeah, it's they have very strict protocols here. In a way, it's like stepping back in time, at least for those of us in our country. You know, at the height of the pandemic, we remember the washing of the hands, the mask wearing, all of that. It's just like that here. It's really locked down here in Tokyo. Before you even come, you have to take two tests uh, at about 96 hours and 72 hours before you go. You land. You're tested again at the airport. Then you have to test the first three days. Every single day you have to submit a test. You have to submit your health status on an app. And then there's another app. It's a tracking app that will tell you whether or not you've been exposed to anybody in your vicinity who has COVID. And it's also watching you. And you have to install it to enter this country. So it's super strict and very locked down. SG, I mean, beyond the testing, how has it been so far? I mean, have you had a chance to take in Tokyo at all? Well, I have a really good view right here, a really beautiful <laughs> view from our balcony. It, the, the city looks tremendous. And, it, I mean, it's so immaculate. The, the stadium, the venues are gorgeous. The opening ceremony, everybody's mm. getting ready for that three days from now. So there's still a lot of excitement. You do get that feeling like Tokyo threw a party and it's all dressed up. But not everybody's going to be able to come to the party. Yeah. Um, but, you know, here, we're not allowed to leave. The ho- I forgot to tell you the, the mm. biggest part about the quarantine. You can't leave the hotel. You can go to your workspace or you can go to the hotel. Oh. You can walk outside 15 minutes a day. That is it. So guess who started a little walking club inside the hotel all around, who? like in the ballrooms and stuff? Who's that? Natalie. Of course. Morales. Natalie Morales is power walking us through. We went on a little walk. All you do is run into people you know. It's NBC everywhere. And one of our producers, Jen Long, who you guys know so yeah. well, she went out on her walkabout today and found, you're going to love this, Hoda. What? A Hello Kitty vending machine. No. Where? This exists. What? So in in Japan, there are vending machines for everything and everywhere, but this is all Hello Kitty <laughs> stuff. I immediately regressed to the age of eight, and she just brought me right now on set. Look, I got to show what you guys. What is that? It came in this adorable little bag, and she brought oh. me this. Actually, it's for Vale. Oh, she says it's not for me. It's for my it's for that's my cute. six-year-old. Hey, and real but, quick, SG, what are you doing with your downtime? What are you doing with the other the time? What downtime? <laughs> I, you know, uh, Mike Tirico and I have been working so hard uh, right. along with the whole sports team to get ready for the opening ceremony, right. which is going to be really touching and really special. Oh. So I haven't had any t- downtime yet, except for I did do a little aerobics in my room. And of I expect you, you to join me next week. Of course you're you the instructor. We count on it. Savannah, thanks. Oh, Can't wait to see, see you there uh, over the weekend. Tell everyone hello. Uh, miss you guys. We'll yeah. check you back too. in with you uh, in just will. a few moments. Right now, though, I check uh, check of the weather from Mr. Roker. Mr. Roker, hello, Kitty. You ready? Actually, I found a Hello Sake vending machine. So. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello, <laughs> hello. Roker. <laughs> hello. Well, hello. Anyway, we've got a risk of red flag warnings, lightning, strong storms, outflow, wind gusts that could cause more fires out there, unfortunately. And in fact, this area of gray really kind of scary because we could be looking at dry lightning strikes, which could start new fires out there. And right 
right now we've got over 1.1 million acres that have burned so far with 80 acre with 80 fires burning wildfire activity in 13 states above average temperatures in the west cooler for now down to the south and that's your latest weather hello hoda hello roker all right coming up guys we're remembering our first puppy with a purpose the life and impact of wrangler that's coming up after this Back now, 749, with some sad news we have to share today. Many of you remember Wrangler, our first puppy with a purpose. Yeah, he died over the weekend after a, a bout of liver disease, and he was your guy over yeah. there. He was your buddy. Yeah. First guy I saw when I came in. Yeah. Uh -huh. Gosh, man, Wrangler made my early mornings so much brighter. Hopefully he did the same for you. And in his short life, Wrangler definitely made a world of difference for a lot of people. Wrangler trotted into our studio and into America's living rooms at just eight weeks old. Over 80,000 people chimed in on our puppy's new name, and it is Wrangler! Yeah. Becoming the Today Show's first puppy with a purpose. Wrangler, down. By working towards becoming a guide dog for the nonprofit Guiding Eyes for the Blind. It's a job he trained for every day after the show. Okay, headed home now. With his handler, Saxon Eastman. But here in 1A, he stole our hearts. Harry, adorable, and just about house trained, Willie Geis. And those of our guests. Wrangler and I dating. While also embarking on a cross-country road trip and even starring in a Super Bowl commercial. The Wrangles, he's doing the Wrangle. Wrangler left us full time in March of 2016. Oh. After nearly 290 shows, and almost 6,000 treats. When the show's over, you take Wrangler home. You've done so much work. What does today, this moment, feel like for you? So many emotions. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that this is the hardest part of puppy raising because it's the part where you have to say goodbye. But it's also so rewarding. Wrangler spent one more year as a guide dog with Bill, his new visually impaired owner, before transitioning to another calling, becoming a detection dog for the Connecticut State Police sniffing for potential explosives at train stations, and helping to keep commuters safe. This weekend, Wrangler passed away after a sudden illness with liver disease. His trainer Saxton announcing the sad news on Instagram. Paying tribute to his lasting legacy, she writes, Wrangler did more than most humans. He started a wave of national media coverage for guide and service dogs. He worked as a guide dog, and most importantly, he protected thousands of people every day as a Connecticut State Explosives Detection Canine. And to us here at Today, he was our own early morning companion, sweet and loving to all he met, and a loyal and devoted friend. Mm. I think any of us yeah. realized how much impact, you know, that yeah. it was a great program, it was a great sure. idea, but like every guest that came in here, Wrangler yeah. became yeah. a real member of this family. Yep. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I also want to shout out uh, Trooper First Class Kevin Reed from Connecticut. That was Wrangler's uh, partner uh, after oh. he graduated detection school. So I uh, wish him the best as well. Oh. Anyway. What you got coming up a little bit later in Popstar? You know, we had a great moment, Luke Bryan concert. He notices a seven-year-old girl named Darcy singing mm -hmm. in the front row. You've seen these sort of moments mm -hmm. before. Well, it unfolds just is so worth oh, the wait to watch. Geez. Really a great moment. We'll have it for you at first. A quick check of your local news and weather. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. 
The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.